Captain Crook was one of the weirdest mascots to ever be a part of the McDonaldland gang. A lot of the gang was kind of strange back in those days, but honestly, none really came close to Captain Crook in that department. The fact that he had googly eyes as a supposed human just brought a previously unseen level of eeriness to the character, not shown often with other mascots. Captain Crook has been largely forgotten over the years, overshadowed by the likes of Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar. But for a nostalgia nerd like me, I'll always remember him, especially after what happened. Last month, I found myself going down the rabbit hole, as I often did, into some obscure online forum about defunct mascots. There was one particular poster who was getting into some legend about Captain Crook. Thinking this was some weird ARG or joke, I delved deeper into it. Each post seemed to unveil a new layer of mystery, with members sharing anecdotes and speculations that heightened my intrigue. Little did I know that my journey into the enigma of Captain Crook would take me on a harrowing ride through corridors of darkness and challenge the very fabric of my reality. My search led me down a rabbit hole of nostalgia as I scoured the depths of the internet and investigated old archives for relics of the past. I sought out rare commercials, vintage McDonald's merchandise, etc. That was when I discovered an old blog article that referred to a strange concept I had never really pondered. It said, Captain Crook has left the McDonaldland crew, sent back to the world of mascots, the land from which he once came. That kind of stuck with me for some reason. I had to know more about what this author was talking about, so I clicked into the site it was hosted on. There was then a plethora of information on this so-called weird world of mascots. And the craziest thing was, it seemed like the poster actually believed it was real. Their theory was that the idea for mascots always came from somewhere. When we create them in our world, they're not original. It is just our mind accessing their form in that other place and trying to emulate what they're like there. I would have probably just blown the whole thing off as some kind of schizophrenic fever dream, but they even had instructions that allowed anyone to access this world as well. However, people were warned to use extreme caution when doing so. The world of mascots does not abide by the same rules that the human world does. In other words, horrible inhumane things could happen to you there. Things that wouldn't even be possible here in the regular world. I was not really phased by any of this. It was just a cool online story. And I was used to delving into those. So I downloaded the list of instructions from the site. Here were the steps for entering the world of mascots. Number one, prepare your mind. Clear your thoughts and approach the endeavor with an open and receptive mindset. Leave behind skepticism and disbelief, for the world you are about to enter requires a suspension of conventional reality. Number two, seek the portal. Go to a gateway such as a theme park, a forgotten mascot storage facility, or really just any business that uses mascots regularly. Three, Acquire a key. Every portal requires a key to gain access. Locate an item associated with the mascot you wish to encounter. This could be a rare collectible, a specific costume piece, or an artifact linked to their lore. Obtain the key through legitimate means, 
for ill-gotten items may have severe consequences. 4. Choose your mascot. Determine which one you wish to encounter and immerse yourself in their world. Study their history, traits, and characteristics to gain a deeper understanding of their essence. This connection will be crucial for navigating their world. 5. Perform the ritual. Once you have found the portal and acquired the key, follow the ritual associated with the chosen mascot. This ritual consists of imagining the mascot in your mind, trying to flesh out all aspects of them, such as where they would live, what their life would be like, etc. Keep your mind as focused as possible, and when it strays, just bring it back to the feeling of the key in your hand, and then back to the mascot you're focusing on. After about 20 minutes of this, you should be able to start accessing items and seeing characters within their world. Apparently the longest time anyone has ever spent inside this realm has been a half hour. You must set a timer and make sure you do not stay for any longer than that because it is unknown what might happen if you do. The author mentioned a time when one of their team's writers entered the realm for 32 minutes. Once he was finally awoken, he did not seem like himself anymore. He started to have this weird obsession with cookies and spending every last penny he had on them. He was found in his house a year later, buried under a mountain of cookie boxes and containers. His stomach had ruptured from the number of cookies he had eaten, causing internal bleeding and killing him. I remember feeling the hair on the back of my neck stand up briefly after reading this but then reminded myself of how silly the whole thing was. At that point, I closed up my laptop and went to bed. However, I kept thinking about the whole thing for the next week. I even ended up telling one of my friends at school, Tim, about the rules I had downloaded. And of course, he got very excited about it. So he came over to my house that day, determined for us to try it. I don't think he actually believed it would work. He just thought it was funny. I had a little Grimace McDonald's toy I was going to use for myself, and he had a VHS tape of the adventures of Ronald McDonald in Treasure Island. We rode our bikes to this old McDonald's near me and sat out back of the restaurant near the playground. This would act as our portal. As the sun began to set, casting long shadows across the deserted playground, Tim and I followed the instructions meticulously. We cleared our minds, leaving behind any doubts or skepticism. Excitement filled the air as we clutched our chosen keys, and I set my watch, ready to unlock the mysterious world of mascots. We closed our eyes, imagining Grimace and Ronald McDonald vividly in our minds. We visualized their world, their homes, and their adventures. The feeling of the keys in our hands served as a grounding force, bringing us back whenever our thoughts wandered astray. After what felt like an eternity, but was only 20 minutes, according to our timer, we opened our eyes, half expecting to see Grimace and Ronald McDonald standing before us. To our disappointment, the playground remained empty, devoid of any mystical beings. We chuckled, realizing it was all just a fantastical tale, after all. However, as we prepared to leave, something peculiar caught our attention. The slides and swings seemed to change hue ever so slightly, as if I was looking at them through colored glasses. 
We exchanged glances, our curiosity now piqued. Could it be possible that we had actually entered? Hesitant but intrigued, we cautiously approached the playground equipment. The familiar creaking sound echoed through the stillness of the evening as we climbed up the ladder to the slide. With a sense of trepidation and wonder, we slid down into a realm that defied imagination. Everything transformed around us, the colors intensified, taking on a surreal vibrancy. The air crackled with energy as we found ourselves surrounded by a bustling metropolis populated by mascots of all shapes and sizes. We had truly entered the world of mascots. Grimace waddled by on a street corner, his purple form exuding joviality. He was juggling milkshakes and just eating them whole with a cup and everything as they landed in his mouth. Ronald McDonald stood on a street corner interacting with passerbys and handing out french fries to everyone that walked by. As we navigated the streets, we marveled at the intricately designed shops and restaurants, each adorned with mascots representing various brands. Even some of the weirdest ones from the past, like Domino's The Noid and Quiznos Sponge Monkeys, ran down the middle of the street chasing cars. Jack from Jack in the Box was playing fetch with a Taco Bell dog in a park nearby, while the king broke through a window of a store being chased by Officer Big Mac. The level of immersion was astounding, as if the very essence of these mascots had materialized into a tangible world. Time felt like it didn't exist there. Everything was just so incredibly distracting. I looked at my watch to notice that somehow we had gone way past our time limit and were already there for 33 minutes. All of a sudden, there was a growing sense of unease. The mascots all became hyper-focused on us, their eyes full of desire. They began whispering among themselves, and a resounding rhyme started to take hold, echoing throughout the city street. Captain Crook, Captain Crook, always near, just take a look. Captain Crook, Captain Crook, always near, just take a look. The vibrant colors of city buildings began to fade, replaced by an oppressive darkness. The mascots transformed before our eyes, contorting into grotesque figures. Then the clouds divided in the sky, and the face of the McDonald's pirate himself, Captain Crook, was above us looking down, smiling with his bizarre bobbling eyes, jiggling back and forth. With a surge of fear and urgency, we raced back towards the playground, desperately seeking an escape from this twisted realm. As we reached the slide, we could feel the world crumbling around us, threatening to trap us within its clutches forever. With one final leap, we hurtled down the slide through a void of uncertainty and back into the realm of reality. We landed with a thud on the playground's rubber surface, gasping for breath as we stared at each other in disbelief. The sun had finally set and darkness enveloped the playground, the world of mascots now out of reach. We knew then that we had encountered something beyond our understanding, something that challenged our perception of reality. 
In the days that followed, Tim and I spoke little of our harrowing experience. The memory of the world of mascots haunted our dreams, reminding us of the precarious line between fantasy and reality. While I felt like we were safe, I couldn't get the song those mascots were singing out of my head. It was clear that the world of mascots held dangers beyond our comprehension, but it seemed like we had closed the chapter on our adventure, and I for one was never going to venture into that realm again. However, that night at around 3am, I got a phone call from Tim. I answered to the sounds of him whimpering on the other end. Tim, what's wrong? I yelled. Then the phone sounded like it hit the floor, and all I could hear was a terrible, distorted voice whispering a line over and over. Then, it was just screams. Hey, it's Mr. Freaky. Hope you all enjoyed that original creepypasta. Let me know if you want to hear another one from this series, and I'll do a sequel. Also, don't forget to like this video and subscribe to my channel if you haven't done so. As well as join the Discord to get involved in the community. Have a horrific evening, everyone. And remember to stay spooky, my friends.